Are you tired of hearing mental health from a superficial view and want to hear about realistic views? Well, you come to the right place, a space where healing is central, but also normalized. Your hosts, Donika and Myra, who are in the mental health field, will explore topics to help promote healing in your everyday life. Through our podcast, you will get the real and the work to focus on your healing. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. Hey y'all, we're back with another episode, and as usual, Donika is going to kick us off with the random scenario, so please don't ask us nothing crazy. What do you have? I just thought about it because uh, I see Jeffrey's hair, and so, okay, random scenario, Jeffrey, we always do this. Um, if you could only choose one hairstyle to rock for a whole year, you could keep getting it redone. But it has to be the same hairstyle the whole entire year. What hairstyle would it be? And you said I could keep getting it done? Yeah, you can get it refreshed, retouched, yeah. Honestly, I'd probably do, I'd probably do cornrows, like just straight backs, mainly because then I could put on wigs. Or could I not put on wigs? You can't do both. <laughs> <laughs> like I tried to be slick right then then honestly I'd probably do braids because I just feel like especially as a black woman like braids is just the first go-to when it comes time to like relax give the edges a break like you know what I mean so like I probably would do braids because the edges can still get done and it's pretty and it's nice for any um season summertime is on the way so it's just like you know and it's definitely perfect for the times that we're in right now so I just think it's like a hairstyle that's like it's safe and you can do anything to it you can even rebraid like braids into another style like you know what I mean it's true true absolutely what about you Myra I'm gonna go with locks okay because like why not and I just love locks and I feel like I will start off with lock extensions though um just because I'm scared to start off short but I love locks so I would definitely do the locks what about you um I would have to go with, like with Jeffrey saying the braids, probably individuals, um, because they last long. About time you can probably keep them in for about two months at a time. They say you know the year is over, you can get you a new hairstyle. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's I think it's funny because I think about the fact that I know myself. I get very bored with my hair. Like when I do get braids, it'd be like two weeks. I'm like, oh, I'm tired of this. I want like my natural hair out. I want something else. Like we mm-hmm. as black women, we change our hair a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a privilege. It's beauty, though. That's the beauty of black hair. Like we can literally do anything and everything to it. Exactly. Like that's just how we're, we're designed, period. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of hair, I'm thankful my mom taught me how to do hair. So shout out to you, mom. She taught me how to braid my hair, put weaves in my hair how to figure out how to do my hair so shout out to my mom so yep so today's episode we have a special guest because she is my well actually I won't share with y'all what she is to me yet so today's guest is a Clark Atlanta University alumni she's a writer and many other things um but most know her as an actress she has been in the Lion King stage play Everybody Hates Chris Blackish and most recently All-American but I know her as my cousin and one of my best friends. So I thought it'd be a good idea to bring her on here because oftentimes our conversations are me talking from a therapy standpoint and her is just talking from her life experiences. So that's how a lot of our conversations usually go. And we have really good conversations. So um, 
join us for this ride. And then Danica is on here also to also help me pick her brain. So to just kind of get started with this conversation, can you tell us how, um, how you kind of taking care of yourself in between the transitions of your life? So I'm thinking about like your transition from moving from LA to Atlanta, and then also you graduating from Clark Atlanta, you moving back home, and then in between roles, I've just noticed like being your cousin, you've gone through all these transitions and I've had very few transitions. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I think that with any transition, it's always so interesting, like the time and the age and the place that you're in that really um, that really sets the tone for the experience. So like when I was moving from LA to Atlanta, I was, you know, 18, um, fresh out of high school. Not saying I didn't know what I wanted because I did at the time at 18, I wanted to go to college and I wanted to like do my thing and like explore and, you know, do different things. So I stopped acting. So like I had a whole new mindset of what it is that I wanted to do. And I thought that I had a direction that I, you know, that I thought was it, like all kids do. Um, so that transition from like moving to LA to Atlanta, it wasn't a, uh, wasn't a hard one at all. Cause it was very much so like, I was open to change. I was open to like being in a place and space where like I could discover myself. I could discover the kind of life that I wanted. And it was really exciting. Like I was down for everything. And I say that in the sense of down to just like experience new people, like a new city. I had to make new friends. Like I had never been around so many black people at one time, even though I grew up in a, um, a pro black house. Like I very much so knew my roots and, you know, my history. And so that wasn't really a shock, but I think just being in a city with people I didn't know and eating foods that I never really ate. Cause I grew up in a vegetarian based you know, natural food household in Atlanta is the but chicken, grease, biscuits, like every day for every meal. So that transition was cool. It was cool. I gained like 20 pounds. I was really thick, period. Okay. We love that. We love thick Jeff. But then um, after I graduated, of course, throughout my matriculation in school, I'd started discovering different things like um, different likes, different dislikes and uh, dating. And, you know, my mindset just shifted a little bit, like getting more in tune with you know, I'm about to graduate college, I'm about to get a degree, like, what am I going to do after school? Like, cause I can't just party and have fun and, you know, do all these things. So then when I graduated from school and I decided to move back home, cause I graduated as a fifth year, um, not for any other reason other than because freshman year I was messing up. But um, my last year of college, I was kind of just like, okay, like I really need to decipher what it is that I'm going to do once I'm done. And by that time, I kind of had it already set that I wanted to make acting like a career choice. Not saying that it hadn't been, but like my mindset as a kid actress into an adult actress is so different, which is another transition. It was like, now that I want to be an actress for real, like that's the only thing that's going to make my income. But that's also not just talking about money, but that's also something that I want to, you know, make my mark in. It's just different. It's different. Like you start thinking differently. Like you start prioritizing more. You start reading more. You start spending your money elsewhere because you can't party and turn up. You got to spend it on class and you got to spend it on headshots and you got to spend it on traveling to research and learn and do all these things. So like basically when I moved back from college, um, that was a rocky transition because I was living on my own for four years, five years, then having to move back home. It kind of felt like I was starting from the ground up in every aspect of my life, um, which is normal. I feel like when you graduate school and you move back home, especially in an expensive city like LA, like you're not just gonna come and move back into this house. It's like, no, like 
you know, the smart thing for me to have done. And I'm grateful no matter what ups and downs I went through, but um, it allowed me to save money and it's allowing me to stack and invest in things that um, have to matter in this next transition in my life, which is, you know, my age, like I'm getting older. I'm not a kid anymore. I'm far from it. So um, I feel like transitionally speaking where I am now, I'm in a more comfortable space and place because again, I'm older. I'm a little bit more wiser. I have a little bit more control over my next steps. Like I'm very sure like what I want to do with my time, what I want to do with money. Um, I'm even like taking in like um, financial advisement. Like I'm reading books and I'm like talking to people and like really thinking about my future. And, you know, now we're at an age where we thinking about families and like, you know, like we're starting the next chapter in my life. But I feel like without any of the things that I just mentioned I would not be in this space having this conversation as comfortably as I can like despite all the bullshit I may go through in between you know but I feel like I'm in a very good place and it all it all came from just embracing those transitions whatever that means like you know whatever that meant at the time um so yeah that's that's kind of like where I am and what I've been doing and how I've been coping with all these changes especially like bodily changes you know too like just getting old, okay? We can old. So that's like basically like where I am right now. Okay. Well, then my next question would be, how did you support yourself through these changes? Because you kind of was like, well, these changes are kind of difficult, but so I want to hear about the like, but part, like how did you support yourself? What did you do? Give us an example of something that you found to be helpful for you. Oh, sorry. So, um, one thing that I did in college that I do not recommend is that I overworked myself a lot. Um, and I didn't just overwork myself in terms of like working a job. I overworked myself in terms of like trying to be in school, trying to party and have a social life, working regular jobs, trying to act like it was just, I was just doing a lot of things at one time. So what helped me with that was that I was able to simply just kind of take it day by day. I embraced what was going on. I saw how things that I was doing was affecting me, whether it be positively or negatively. And that's what I feel like people don't pay attention to. People don't really pay attention to like how things are affecting them. Cause it's kind of like, even with, and you could probably speak on this Myra from a, you know, a therapy standpoint, like that's something that I'm really tapping into now is kind of realizing like, okay, I have all this thing, these things that I'm doing that I like to do, but if I'm tired, if I'm exhausted, if I look sleepy, if my body's not really functioning in the right way, like that is what, you know, is the most like important to focus on. So I feel like that's really what kind of changed things for me and kind of helped me kind of navigate was simply just listening to my body, listening to spiritually how I felt or how I feel now. Um, and that's kind of like why I am where I am too. I'm really just kind of taking things day by day. And just simply listening and receiving and, you know, just focusing on my energy and not exhausting too much. Because that's what I was doing. I was doing too much. And feeling like, you know, the fear of missing out naturally. Like, we feel like we always have to be doing something. But like that too. Like, I don't always have to be doing something, you know. So that's what I'm really embracing too. For sure. Uh, it makes me think about like, because just talking to you now you feel it sounds like that you have been uh, able to allow yourself to go through transitions when a lot of times we kick and scream through the transitions 
Uh-huh. Where do you think that you learned that from to be able to just kind of go with it? Um, definitely my mother, for sure. My mom has always been like my rock and like someone who was like, you can be open with me, you can talk to me, you can express yourself. Um, but also my mom is quick to like shut me down and be like, girl, you look tired. Like, what are you doing with your life? Like, what are you doing with your time? You're doing too much. Why are you like my mom was so big on like when I was younger, she would tell me, You can't go out every weekend. And I used to be like, Why? Like all my friends are going out. There's a party this weekend, there's a party that weekend. She's always like, There's always gonna be parties. And that's real. There's always gonna be something to do. So like I didn't really start embracing that shit until it was like I was tired. I was stressed. I was looking crazy, still trying to do everything and like, you know, go about everything. And it's just kind of like at some point, and this is where maturity comes in. At some point, you just have to realize like, this is what it is. This is what it's not. And you can either go left or right at that point. And I just embraced everything because of how I felt. I didn't like how I felt. It's like, if I'm going to every event or trying to be there for everybody, but I don't feel good, who's losing? And I don't want to lose, you know what I mean? And I don't have to love people by overworking myself or putting myself in a losing situation. So I think it was just like literally learning and deciphering like, yeah, just like what's working and what's not and like embracing that. And at some point we're going to get tired of kicking and screaming. Like, you know, we're going to get tired of feeling like I'm losing. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, I just feel like at some point, but again, that's a mindset. It really is a mindset like that we have to build and I don't anticipate 17 year olds 18 year olds even 22 year olds to hear what I'm saying and really like put it into practice unless they want to put it into practice you know what I mean it's a choice so I hope that answers that because that's truly like how I'm I'm currently getting through it even now like I tell myself sometimes like eh, even though I want to do something I can't do it and it's just it's just what it is you know I understand I'm sorry I'm sorry I was just thinking about (laughs) you was you was trying to fulfill every single area of your life that's what it sounds Uh like yeah you realize like wait it can't happen like this like it's it's pretty much like a scale of what can get your like your energy so it might be 60 percent going out for the next month but 100 percent at work like you you have to kind of level out where you're giving you gotta find a balance you have to, especially if it's a bunch of stuff that you love or that you want to do or participate in. Like, and that's another thing too, with growth. Like if you love something or love people, like you can be there for them. But my mom has always told me like, like with a loaf of bread, if you have a whole loaf of bread and you're hungry, but someone else is hungry, you're just going to give them the whole loaf of bread because they're hungry. It's like, no, you have to also feed yourself too. So like, you know what I mean? So it's just a matter of like dispersing, um, your energy and exhaust and just being careful with what you exhausted on and how you're exhausting it. That's like the main thing that I'm learning and trying to get better at. Like I said, even today, like I'm still, I'm still trying to figure stuff out. Like, especially with my phone, my phone is always on and it's always ringing, but I feel like if I turn my phone off, it's going to come off. Like, Oh my God, people think I don't want to talk to them, but it's like, no, I can have my phone off sometimes. You know what I mean? I don't have to answer every call, every text message. Same with you. Like we don't have to do that. You know what I mean? It ever stops. I don't think the piece of balancing, I think that's a lifelong, lifelong journey. Like, yeah, I agree. I've never met anybody who was like, I'm completely balanced. And even if they are, a lot of times it's for a moment, right? In the yeah. present moment, grounded. But like, it's a, it's a lifelong journey. How, how, you don't mind me asking Jeffrey, how old are you? Girl, I ain't telling you that. 
Y'all the same age. Okay, that's 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 good. That's good. Yeah. That's why I'm asking you. Apart. I'm asking you because I just turned 27, and it's a the feeling I have right now in my life is grounded. I feel so grounded. I can't even explain it. Yeah, it's just a it's just different. Like it's just like it it just you just wake up and you just you just flow. But the way you flow is just, it's just a different frequency, like literally, like that frequency shit, alignment, all of that, like it is so, it's such a real thing. And I don't even mean to say that in a sense of like, you know, if someone's not on my frequency, they're doing something wrong. That's not it either. It's just, this is me. I'm good where I'm at. You know what I mean? But I still have so much to learn too. But I feel like as long as we remain open, especially, at, you know, at this stage in our, in our twenties, rather, um, it's just different. Cause early twenties, I was not this way. Like I was to a degree, I was very smart. I was very like, you know, analytical, intellectual, but I didn't really put that into practice in terms of like my daily actions. That's why it's like, you could be smart all day, but if you're not even like what you say and what you do are two different things. And I feel like, like you said, at this point in our lives, at this age, is very much so like, I'm good. I'm grounded enough to grow from this point, yeah. you know? I like that you two are talking about age because I was going to put a plot twist on the age because you were talking about like 16, 17, 18 year olds might not hear you out. And I'm just thinking about like older women. I won't say anybody's name that I'm thinking of, but I know y'all are listening. So I'm thinking about older women who are kind of struggling to find that grounding and find that fitting and even find like who they are in this like sense of like balance because I feel mm -hmm. like bringing it to black women I feel like oftentimes we struggle with balance I feel like me as a black woman I've been pretty good with the balance thing I've kind of always just been good with balancing things but I do feel like mm -hmm. I have my moments where I'm like what the fuck am I doing like you're doing a little bit too much and I know people from the outside see me doing all these things and they see it as me doing a lot but I see it as balance for me but I've been doing mm -hmm. a lot of reflecting of like yeah I'm balancing this but girl you do a lot of shit and you don't have to do all this shit why are you doing all this and so mm -hmm. it's been putting me in this space thinking about black women and how we take on all these things and because we're strong and we own that we're strong we see it as like we can do these things and so mm -hmm. then that makes me ask you like what advice would you give to another black woman who's trying to figure this out like trying to figure out their balance um I'm just gonna say this as respectfully as I can because I've never surpassed the age that I'm at now. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was kind of like, I, I would just say to any woman, no matter what age you are, truly just go with how you feel right now. Like mm -hmm. I'm learning how to just, like tomorrow's not even here. So why am I even worried about it? Yeah. And I'm not saying don't worry about it in a sense of it's not relevant because it is. Of course, our futures are relevant. Like, of course, we can't not think about it. But this is how I'm personally dealing with um, anxiety and like overthinking because I'm an overthinker. And I tell myself, like, how am I going to sit here and create the scenario in my head and be stressed about something that ain't even happened? Like, and that's how I tell myself, you need to calm down because you're really making shit up at this point. Like, <laughs> you haven't talked to this person. You haven't been to this place. So, like, how, how is this even a, a thing in your heart and in your mind right now? Yeah. So that's, how, that's, how, that's what I tell myself. And I just feel like for other women, it's just kind of like whenever you feel like you're out of sync or out of whack, I think that that is just your spirit saying we need some time. 
Mm. And we need some time, obviously, meaning our physical and our uh, spiritual. Mm. And don't be afraid to take that time. Yeah. Because I feel like as a woman, and again, this is me speaking for me, mm-hmm. but I can only imagine women who are wives, who are moms. Yeah. Like, this is me speaking from a very selfish point. I know that. I'm very aware of that, which is why I say I say this all respectfully, because I can't speak for a 45-year-old woman with three kids and a husband. Right. And a mortgage. And I can't speak for people like that. But I will speak for that spirit in them that they once were this person, this being on their own. So I say, if they do have the time, and this goes for young women too, if you ever just feel off balance, take whatever time you can to recenter and reconnect. Um, And again, on your own time. Because like, I I hate when my words are misconstrued. I am in no way sitting here saying that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I know it works for me. You know what I mean? So, yeah, because I even have conversations with my mom like this. Like, you know, my mom's in her 50s. And she has moments where she's just like, I don't feel like myself. And it's just like, if that's the, the case, then take the time you need whenever you can. Yeah. Even if it's five minutes of prayer, five minutes of meditation, whatever, like we're all, we were all who we were before all this, like before being the wife, like before the title, like, and I feel like women, especially black women, we always got to have a title, you know, mm-hmm. the strong black woman, the mom. And again, these titles are fine. But I'm just saying, naturally, like, we let the title of the best friend, the sister, the girlfriend, the wife, the lawyer, the, you know, like, we let those things kind of, like, define who we are, and we forget who, like, we've always been. Ooh. So, yeah, yeah I, like I just, I just say all that respectfully. I like what you're saying, just because I told, like, three clients, two of the things that you just said. So, I told three clients this week, because they're, like, asking me for help with something, and I stopped and I was just like, I don't know why you're asking me for help. Like, I'm not you, you know what you need. And so one of my clients, I had told her that last week. And then today she's, um, not today, yesterday, she had asked me something and I gave her the same response. And she was like, that's crazy. You always give me this response because, you know, sometimes I get frustrated when you say that, but then I was having a hard time and I didn't call you because what you said resonated with me and it replayed in my head. And so I thought about it. And I help myself out and I feel fine. And that's why I can meet with you today because I feel better about it. And so mm-hmm. I think that's really big for um, us as women to just highlight, like have patience with yourself and also remind yourself, like, you know what you need for yourself, but you have to take the time to set aside five minutes for yourself and check in with yourself. Because if you don't, mm-hmm. then you won't know. So yeah. That's important. Yeah, no, that's, that's real. I, I mean, I agree wholeheartedly. And I just, I just can't stress the title thing enough because, and I want to be clear, I think titles are fine, I, but I think where we kind of get hazy is when we allow the pressure of that title to affect us. Yeah. And that, and that's truly just my point. Like sometimes when I, when I sit here and I, and I think about the titles for myself, I'm an actress, I'm a daughter, I'm a big sister. I'm a best friend. I'm, you know, a writer. So all these pressures of, okay, how can I be a good writer? How can I be, you know, the most positive big sister? How can I be the best daughter? Like that's pressure that we don't even realize we're putting on ourselves sometimes. And when I get, when I feel like that, I'm just like, you know what? Center back with Jeff, connect and just breathe and realize, you know, you, we're all doing our best, you know? 
And that's what I think we forget to realize too with, with living and like having the opportunity to, to live and be, you know, it could be a lot. It could be a lot. And I, and I say that, I say that openly and honestly because I'm in a good mood right now. But just the other day, I was, I was over it. Like over quarantine, I was over like my situation. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but it is what it is. And the truth of the matter is like, you know, we're all doing our best. And so we just have to never forget to just stay connected with, with ourselves and with God too, or whatever you believe in. Yeah. Um, I think the title part is a good point too, just because, um, I'm gonna make it short, Danica. Uh, cause I was just thinking about titles too and how I don't want to be labeled as Myra the therapist or like, yeah, I got this friend. Cause all my friends refer to me as, yeah, my friend's a therapist or my friend owns a nonprofit or my friend does this. And so I was telling one of my friends, like I'm Myra don't call me this don't call me that just call me Myra like those are things that I do I don't want to hold on these titles and me be these things because at the end of the day like I am Myra I am other things I am not these titles and so I think that's also like a struggle because I feel like once you hold so tightly onto these titles you start to feel like you have to do certain things that you don't always want to do that's real that is real yeah Danica are you gonna say something no, I mean, exactly what you just said. Like, at the end of the day, you're a person. You are you. You're human. Um, mm-hmm. And really, those things, the titles, they all, like, they're all combined about by characteristics of you. Mm-hmm. So, as a therapist, you can say that, but really, it's because you're you're more empathetic, right? You're, that's who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. You're a person who likes to problem solve. You like to help create a, a figure out problems. And so, those are traits of you. And that's just the title of it. And so, like, really stepping back and when people, I mean, we had somebody on the show who said that, too. When people first meet you, they say, oh, what do you do? Yeah. Not like, who are you? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, immediately when somebody asks you what you do, you you feel like you you gotta perform. You gotta be like, oh, um, (laughs) I do do that. Like, because then if you just say, oh, I'm, I, I do me. Then people are right. like, oh, you're not doing nothing then. Like, no. Right. <laughs> Me is a lot. So I can't stand that, especially as an actress. Like, one thing that I can't stand that people ask actors is like, oh, so like, you know, what are you doing now? Or like, what have you been on? It's like, first off, if, you, if I was in something that you liked, you would have seen it. But I say that respectfully to the people who genuinely are asking because they don't know. Yeah. But I'm just I'm just basing it off of what you said when people say, oh, like, what do you do versus like just inquiring about you as a person? It's kind of like, you know, just get to know people. Yeah. What I do has nothing. I mean, what I do, it does have everything to do with who I am, but it doesn't define who I am. Right. It's a part of who I am. So it's just like, yeah, I feel that. That's funny that you said that, because whenever people find out that Jeffrey's my cousin, they're always like, oh my God, I saw her on this show, or oh my God, this, oh my God, that, and my response is always like, I don't say I don't care, but I kind of say I don't care, even though, of course, I care, I love my cousin deeply, but I'm always usually just like, yeah, she's my cousin. Like, I don't entertain those conversations, because I see her as much more than that. Like, of course, I support her, but I see her as so many other things. Like, I see her as inquisitive, intelligent, beautiful, smart. So to say like, oh, she's on this, she's on that. I'm just like, you don't even know her. I don't want to talk about this. So I think it's funny that she said that. Myra just told me that the other day too. But no, that's real. I feel that though. I think it's all perception. It's just kind of like, that's like Obama's kids. They don't look at Obama like President Barack Obama. 
They right. know their dad was the president, but that's still their dad. Like, you know what I mean? But then again, it's also like, sometimes the titles that we do have, we know what we get ourselves into. So it's like, you know, Myra, you are a therapist. You are a therapist. So it's like, some people may think that's amazing, especially as a black woman. Like, I think it's fantastic that you're a therapist and that you're doing all the things that you've always wanted to do, you know? Annika, I don't really know, um, or I don't, I didn't ask you what you did, but now I'm scared to, and I'm just kidding, <laughs> but I'm sure whatever you do is amazing, and I mean, you're, you're taking your platform to another level by, like, you know, doing a podcast and expressing yourself and, like, connecting different people, so, like, I mean, that's already a gift in itself, so it's just kind of, like, all these things that we are, it's just who we are, you know, can't help it, can't help who we are. Yeah, I'm the same, I'm a therapist, too. Oh, we'll see, look. Yeah, but black girls, okay? Because we need it. Right. We trying. We trying for sure. But I can I can feel it though. I think it's I think it's dope to have like different people around us. It's dope that y'all family members, but y'all share different perspectives. I can like feel the energy that y'all be having the most powerful conversations. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to call for it, of course. I can absolutely tell. And so I think it's, it's great because y'all get to share different perspectives, not only just as we talk about like this, this actor or um, this therapist, but just as like people, because like Myra said in, in the beginning, she said like these transitions, you've had different transitions than her. And so to be able to talk to your cousin and be like, hey, like this is what's going on with me. What do you think about this? And to hear a completely different perspective, I think it's dope. Yeah, yeah I think it's necessary too. Yeah. Um, so do you have any little, make it short, any short takeaways for our listeners? It Me? Like, yeah, it could be like a favorite quote. It could be a word of the day that touches you. It could be anything, a thought you have. Oh, I have a favorite quote. It's actually on my phone. <laughs> I have a um, fortune on my phone, like, because I have a clear case for my new phone. Okay. And so I, I, I collect fortunes and like, fortune cookies and stuff um but my favorite fortune my favorite fortune of all time says look for the dream that keeps coming back it is your destiny mm. so that is my little takeaway like that. I didn't know you collected fortunes I collect those too I love fortunes and girl Donica I collect Snapple facts I've been collecting them since I was in high school and Myra just thought that I was just doing it for the gram or something. She was like, girl, you don't collect no Snapple facts. I said, I will definitely send you my bag when I get home. And it was not a large bag of Snapple facts. Like, I, I love I love words and, like, learning. Like, I, I, I just like fun facts and stuff. Like, Ripley's Believe It or Not, Guinness Book of World Record type shit. Like, I love stuff like that. <laughs> so, period. That's my takeaway. All right, y'all. So that's my cousin. Y'all know her as the girl on All American, but that's my cousin. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to wrap up. Um, Danica, do you have anything to add before we wrap up with Jeffrey? No, I think it's great to like reflect and talk about just life. Um, yeah, I I'm grateful that she was able to um bless us with your presence and your words today. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that too. I really do. I love meeting new people and you know, I definitely support my cousin and all the things that she does and, you know, the people that she meets and like, you know, so I'm, I'm happy that you guys are doing this and y'all giving, you know, y'all blessing people with words too. Definitely. For real. So I thank y'all for having me. So it's a lot of different things 
kind of going on still with myself through this quarantine. I'm over it, but at the same time, I think I'm kind of just feeling like um, I don't want the outside to open again. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think I'm ready. But to kind of dive into some things I've been doing to keep myself occupied is uh, I've been working out in the house, and I think for me being in the house, I've looked at myself in the mirror, oh, and realized that it done got out of control. And I didn't realize this beforehand because um, I, you know, when you moving a lot, when you when you leaving out the house every day, you don't have time to really look at every inch of your body. Like I really be looking, I'm like, dang, I really gained a lot of weight over these years. So I just, I've been able to focus on stuff that, um, that pretty much I went focusing on at first. Mm-hmm. So that's just my little thoughts, just quick thoughts. Oh, one of the books I'm reading that I, that I'm pretty sure a lot of people have, and I, po- I was supposed to read this book a long time ago, but it's uh, Asada by Asada Shakur. And yo, I'm only on like page 10 in this book. It's going to be powerful. I already know. I, I know a little thing. What'd you say? You're feeling your soul? I feel it. I feel it. It's going to be good. So that's something that I'm doing too. Okay. What about you? Oh, so I am moving and I'm looking to purchase. So I've been stressing. Well, I haven't really been stressing. I'm lying if I say I've been stressing. I'm not really a stressful person, but I've been spending a lot of my time looking at places. Um, So me and my my dad's a realtor. So we've been going back and forth like, look at this place. Look at that place. I'm not looking for a house, y'all. So don't think I'm looking for a house. I'm just trying to get a condo. Um, I told my because my dad is really big so you know like now a lot of black people are talking about generational wealth my dad has always talked about this and one thing yeah. my dad told me was why would you pay rent when you could get a mortgage for the same amount so yep. long story short my roommates are moving out and I wasn't prepared so I started looking at one bedrooms and I was just like oh shit these are expensive so then something told me remember what your dad said about purchasing and I started comparing the prices they're the same price so I called my dad and I was just like, I remember what you told me about buying a condo. And he was just like, so you're going to do it now? So he's been calling me every day, connecting me with people. People have been like outside people, like friends have been trying to give me suggestions. And I'm just like, well, my dad is helping me out. So I don't really need the outside suggestions. So I'll keep on the loop about how this whole process is going to go. Um, so I'm hitting one of my marks. I told myself, like, I'll get a condo. I will rent it out whenever I move out, and I'll leave it to my kids. And, yeah, I'm doing it before 30, fingers crossed. So I've been spending a lot of my time looking at um, places to live. And then I've been reading this book called Vibrate Higher Daily um, by Lala Delia, I believe. Um, But I haven't gotten deep into it yet, so I can't really share about it. So once I get deep into it, I'll share it with y'all. And I think... That's it for this week's episode, right? Yeah. I'm really proud of you. I think that's that's such a good move. And I'm glad you got the support, too, you know? Yeah. A lot of people don't. Take advantage of that. Connect with your father. And, yeah, I can't wait to visit. (laughs) Yes. All right, y'all. So that's it for this week's episode. And we'll check back in with y'all later.